0: Welcome to the first Rosie Posy podcast of the 2022-2023 season. And it's good to be back. And we can tell you the Rose are certainly back as we are ready to discuss a fine performance in Hamilton as the Rose picked up their first three points of the season in their first game with a Premier Sports Cup debut and a win over League One Clyde. My name is Sean McGill, here to chat through all the action from last night And look ahead to Sunday as my media team colleague Cameron Wanstall. Cam, it's been somewhat of a break for some of us. You maybe less so than me. Well, I've been swanning about, but um, have you managed to enjoy the time off at all? Which has seemed really quick. I think it feels like we got promoted, and then the cup final was like just a few weeks ago. Really, well, it was. No,
1: no. I was thinking the same. I was looking for a photo albums earlier on the website. I was looking at Joe's photos, and I was like, "That really does show like Yesterday, being Falkirk mm. Stadium, it really does. It feels like yes. I remember all the conversations I had. Like. I don't know what I've done the week since. Apart from and your memory terrible. And, so that's. I mean, really it's terrible. It's really bad. I was really. Even just when we started there, like me and you are very contrasting people. I think that's why we work. See, when you start, people can't see it because this is an audio podcast. But Sean's so. He's clapping his hands. He's so energetic. He's smiling. <laughs> and I'm slouched in my chair <laughs> trying to sit up straight. Oh, I I'm love trying it. to keep
0: myself so awake. <laughs> I'm trying to keep myself awake. It's been a, it's yeah. been a long day, a long week. We've had loads going on. Um yes. But it's all going to be worth it, um, especially with performances like last night, which we can mm-hmm. get into pretty quickly. But before we get into the game itself, Cam, just talk to you about your feelings heading into. It. Obviously, it's the club's debut in the Scottish League Cup, currently called the Premier Sports Cup. It's this group stage competition. It's the start of a new season, and it just felt
1: like the proper buzz to be back. And um, yeah, absolutely. Like I mean. Like you say, it was such a fast turnover but it was just such a feeling of like I can't wait to get back into it it wasn't a feeling at all of like oh god I wish I had an extra week or two off here I'm sure the players aren't the same I'm sure they were really buzzing to get straight back into it against a good team like Clyde in league one and then um, sort of a, not quite a scalp to take but well I suppose every team's a scalp to take for us because we are the lowest seed so really mm-hmm. we're going for it every single game and I think we were talking about the game before like getting points on the board would be good and uh, I think we're quite excited about potential penalty that we shoot out um, I quite like that idea but <laughs> obviously a win's a win and i it was a fantastic performance from the boys, a professional performance and I'm just so happy we got it, like even for us just as the media team there, it's just us getting back into it as well It's just a lot of good fun and I'm so buzzing to be back, I'm sure yeah. you're the same.
0: Yeah absolutely, we're talking a bit about breaks and stuff and the reason I see you had less of a break than me is because you've been working so hard on those graphics which i'm sure people are seeing at the moment you will see it was amy it was nice it was easier to be nice to each other because you could direct it to other person but now i can only direct it at you and say calm you're great mate <laughs> uh, you're gonna probably sink into that chair even more um hi <laughs> but, but i mean people see like the graphics for different stuff uh, a premier sports specific lineup graphic we had last night that sort of stuff will continue throughout competitions is very very exciting um so yeah um all your hard work deserves some praise i'm sure people will be enjoying those as the season goes on and yeah it was such a buzz and even just the sort of familiarity or the little sort of like rose related things we even just saw on our way like we were driving just talking rubbish and then you're like oh there's a supporter's bus because you saw the flag <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so we drove past the support which, and they somehow ended up parking up right after us which I don't know how Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. we saw um, Ryan and Callum driving, we spotted the, mm-hmm. um, the the video team's Range Rover, we thought we'll go after that because we didn't really know where we are going. <laughs> and then we bump out, we see Julian, we see Joe and all these sorts of things. And it's just so great yeah. to see everyone back again. On the Supporters Club, if there's people listening who and want to know how to get involved or, or what or get a little bit more information. It's been run by Kel Cutquid, Brian Weir and Andrew Burrell. If you're not sure how to get in contact with any of those, just give the club a tweet and um, or a message or whatever, and we'll, we'll point you in the right direction. But they're running supporters buses, they've got last man standings going. And if you just want to be even more sort of immersed in the world of Boy and Rig Rose this season, as we make our debut in the SBFL, then uh, that's the place to be, absolutely. And we'll talk a little bit about the football now, Cam, and that first half performance was, like you said, really, really professional, really, really strong, and a lot of the traits that I've seen Boyerig Rose uh, get promoted uh, and just be so successful over the last few years. What did you make of how they came out in the first 45?
1: Um, Obviously, we, me and you were both very unfortunate to miss, essentially, all of pre-season, so we didn't yeah. have a lot to go off. Um, I don't know if Playland knows that, but we really did miss all of it just because of the schedule and stuff, so... Um to go into it, I was thinking they'd be a lot more just sloucher. And that's not a bad that's not a bad take for me thinking that they wouldn't be professional about it. It's just it's been such a short turnover. People are just coming back off their holidays. Only um, three games as well, but not only three games. Yeah. Only three games in close succession, a lot of substitutions, not a lot of like full 90s or even 60 minutes mm. on the pitch. So um yeah, I was expecting a lot of sloucher, and then you looked at like, just one run from Kieran Hall in the first five minutes and you thought, oh well, he's fit. And then you look at all the other lads and everyone just seemed sharp. Like the back three, like I was maybe thinking, ah, a bit of complacency, not at all. Mike Andrews, no complacency from him. And I thought uh, Josh Greiger, I don't know if we'll come on to him later because I thought he was exceptional Um, in his first games and signing. We will. On we definitely team. will come on to Josh. We will. I won't say too much about him then. But, yeah, I just <laughs> thought really no complacency. Everyone looked sharp. And uh, like I said, the two boys up top as well, just running their legs off, absolutely fantastic. And it was a really, really strong first-half performance
0: and run their legs up up top was what led to the opening yeah. goal. And it was pretty innocuous, pretty out of nowhere, because um, breaking sort of the, behind the fourth wall, or whatever we want to say here, we were chatting some rubbish up in the commentary <laughs> box. And then suddenly, Keating Hall's fierce press, and it, it, it won on the ball. And then um, you sense that immediate uh, sort of danger that um, our strikers tend to do when they're in those sorts of areas. And um, it was a great uh, cutback from Hazard to get it to... Kieran Magaki, who was getting some step off of um, his, the fans of his former club, as you would expect. I mean, he gets it off teams he's never played for as well. That's what happens when you're Kieran Magaki. Um, but what happens to you Kieran Magaki is when you're in a position like that, you usually put the ball in the back of the net. And then, like you're saying, that goal just sort of personified or exemplified the work rate that um, this team are putting in right at the start of the season.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. It was fantastic from both of them. I mean, like you said, we were talking absolute nonsense. I'm waiting for the highlights to come out because I have no idea if that's cut out. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's the in. worst please chat. It <laughs> <up>. <laughs> it's the worst chat. So bad. It's embarrassing for us, really. Um, so I really hope that's cut out. We'll find out soon when they're uploaded because we're recording this before the highlights go out. Um, but no. Absolutely fantastic! Kieran Hall wins it really out and nothing. That's why we're talking nonsense. He wins it out and nothing. Just like just next off a defender, if I remember rightly, maybe a midfielder zones in on the box, plays it back. Great goal for Magaki. and um, yeah, after maybe they had one or two more clear cut chances, despite us sort of like, dominating the play a little bit more. It was a bit of relief, a relief just to get that first goal and really like just sort of announce ourselves on the on this stage. Yeah, absolutely,
0: um, and, and it felt. Like a big goal, I don't know, just to sort of get yeah. that jolt of the season started. Um, uh, and Clyde were pressing really high. You could hear the Clyde bench every time that Rose were trying to just maybe regain possession, knock him out the back. It was press, press, press. They were really going for it, I think. And that's not something that Rose came up against a lot at all um, mm-hmm. over the last couple of seasons, I would say, especially the last season yeah. when a lot of teams were looking to maybe nick something off us, um, considering the performances and the way the league table was going in the Lowland League. Um, so I think the boys continued with that really well, especially considering um, the time of season. And um, I, I said it on commentary that that first goal was because of Kieran Hall's harrying and press and the fact that he's just never going to... He, he's busy. He's so, so busy. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. And the fact that he's so busy and so alert paid off and him getting his first goal of the season as well as the assist because he was just alive after a, a Turner header came in. And it was a great header from and I thought a really strong and um, save from Bradley Hurst to deny Kerr his first goal of the season and just when you thought that it was going to get cleared it's Hazard who's first to it and um, to send it in and uh, again um, we talk about work rate and all that sort of stuff but there's perhaps nobody who um, sort of embodies that more than Kieran Hall.
1: Yeah yeah he's just so quick to react I mean also I just want to say quickly um, You're talking about their high press and you just said Lewis Turners and I felt him and Johnny Stewart in the middle yesterday done really well against that press I feel like they were the ones that quickly turned players inside out and got the ball moving again in hard position. so I just wanted to say that really quickly but back to the goal yeah it's a a good corner from Lewis Turner Um, a strong header from Kerry Young who's really unfortunate to get the goal himself and if I remember rightly of course the highlights could prove me wrong but if I remember rightly I feel like Kieran Hall isn't the closest man to the ball the goalkeeper could get on it quicker the defender that's marking them's on the inside of him and yet he still gets his body in front just pokes that ball in the back of the net and uh, again, yeah, an absolute testament to just his work rate and his tireless effort to get to the ball and do something with it. Yeah, and as we were um, lingering outside the changing
0: room yes- um, at the end of the game yesterday because I was trying to grab uh, Neely to chat to the press and um, Keenan was on his way out and uh, we were saying, oh, well done, Keenan for your goal assist and all that sort of stuff. And he was just like, oh, should have been two.
2: Because yeah. he, he, does, he does have a, a, yeah. a
0: good chance in the second yeah. half. And yeah, that just shows uh, the mindset of this team that just picked up a big three points against a team in yeah. the division above. And the guy who's got a goal and assist is turning around. The first thing he says to us is, oh, I should have had another goal. Um, yeah. And if that doesn't sum up Boyer Rig roses mindset and then headed into this season, and uh, definitely for seasons gone by too, then I don't know what does. Um, and uh, when you mentioned the way that Johnny Sturton was trying to play the midfield, I completely agree with you. But I thought um, Ross Gray's low center of gravity was so mm-hmm. apparent uh, yeah. yesterday. And so many good touches and little twists and turns and winning fills. Uh, and he's done a lot of that from sort of striking positions, upside keys for a lot of last season. Uh-huh. Um, but I think he showed a lot of lot of strong attributes just dro- dropping that wee bit further back yesterday. I thought it was fantastic. Loads of touches out there. Loads of quick turns, as I said. And yeah, I thought that midfield three worked really, really well together. Um, with Cuz out for a few weeks, as people might have read in the press, um, there's uh, chances for uh, midfielders to really sort of stake their claim. And um, I think uh, all three of them did a, a long way in in doing that last night. Um, Clyde get a goal just before half-time and then um, maybe start stronger in the second. Um, but on the whole, there was chances both ways. But um, mm-hmm. would you say that Rose deserved the three points in the end, given the way that they, yeah. the first period ended
1: up and then headed into the second yeah no definitely I think Clyde definitely deserved a goal they had a good few chance of goal. go Cunningham was a real danger and then Alan mm. wasted a, a great shot I say wasted it was a really good stop from Andrews actually obviously if no one saw he just got the in the team of the round for the SPFL for the Premier Sports Cup so again mm-hmm. good for him to get rewarded for a fine performance in between the sticks but um yeah Clyde definitely deserved a goal but I feel Rose could have had more than two. I mean, like Kieran Halls admitted himself he could have had a second. Then there's maybe one more that felt like yakkey yeah, okay. there's just maybe one later on in the game. Um there's where he a could have really killed the game off.
0: There's also a, a penalty shout. Oh yeah. Oh god. Aye, <laughs> just aye, a shout or maybe that, a scream.
1: Yeah, a scream. I mean, it was. There were still. It was a scream that was still a shout five minutes later. Like I think two phases of play had happened, and the ref is still getting belters by fans and players, especially Keys, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think really this one was so deserved. I know it's a bit of a joke rules with penalties at times to other people outside the club, but my God, like he's wrestled to the ground, he's pushed and harried, and yeah, I think it's because Keys tries to stay on his feet. That's what kills him there. That's why he doesn't get the penalty. I think. Uh, That's personally my opinion, but Mm. yeah, that alone, that could have been a goal there. So yeah, Rose fully deserving the three points. Clyde put up a good performance considering um, their really high turnover. Um, What was it, seven players out of their 11 new signings we found out? Yeah, seven. And yeah, they've had a massive change. They had a tough season last season, so they put up a good fight, but I think it's a really good win for Rose in the most likely winnable game, and now we can really push that, push onwards with more confidence heading to Hibbs, Falkirk and Morton.
0: Yeah, we're chatting about pens, and I was talking about your graphics at the start of the episode, maybe uh, we'll see if you've got a penalty to those graphic to go yeah, in. Could do,
1: could do. That could be tonight's activities. Yeah. We definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely don't.
0: Um, and again, in the episode we were talking about, and I've not had the chance to talk to Josh yet, so we're gonna need to figure Nail down the pronunciation uh, of his yeah, name, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bad person that we don't know, I, yeah, it is bad actually. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to talk to Josh. I just saw him on his way out on, um, uh, on what night is it, Wednesday? Night. I'm trying not to say last night because this will go out on Friday, um, yeah, but I need to nail that down. If anyone knows, <laughs> if anyone wants to get in touch, give us a message, mm-hmm. whatever. If Josh is listening, let us know because I are we'll try to grab you on Sunday because then um, you want to get it. Josh Grigger. I'm going to go with, but. Uh-huh. Um, I hope that's right um, but uh, the reason we're not too sure is because it's his first uh, competitive appearance for Boyerig Rig Rose full debut for the club after penning a short term deal earlier in the week and uh, for a 19 year old who's coming into that bunch of mouthy players is what I'll say I'll, I'll keep it, that's me being polite uh, mm-hmm. they're not shy is the way I will put it and the way that Josh could be so vocal and it's not just he can walk the walk as well because he played yeah. exceptionally well in the heart of that uh, back three, and uh, really sort of
1: state the claim heading into the
0: rest of the campaign.
1: Yeah, I mean it's not easy to replace Al Horn in the centre of that. <laughs> That's
0: an understatement.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if there's any, if, if there's anyone in that team, and it's no disrespect to anyone. If there's anyone in that team that you take out, it's like he's going to be so hard to replace. It's Al Horn, just like cool, composed central defender in the middle of a really attacking back three if that makes sense like karen martin you're always bombing on so um no but josh he's absolutely fantastic just cut out everything just absolutely everything he was so composed on the ball never looked like giving it away absolutely fantastic for a first start for a 19 year old you know yeah. um just a great performance i saw really mean, like shielded
0: the ball in a lot of situations as well just let it run out
1: just a lot of sort of ex- mm-hmm. like
0: as if he had lots of experience and of course yeah. he does have league experiences Heading over from yeah and
1: um,
0: so so um, it's just an exciting one for Rose fans to have a look at and uh, like I said there's um, going to be competition for places as you'd expect in a team like ours and uh, yeah. there's these um, League Cup games, Premier Sports Cup games are going to come thick and fast so um, minutes under the belt you just hope this team gels even more and there's lots of um, good performances such as that. Um, Another sort of like, on the notes, we should mention the the tweet just went out just before we started recording this, but just to give a shout out to Callum Connolly, who hit 50 appearances off the bench um, last night um, in the Clyde game. And I mean, it seems like he's been here forever, uh, Callum, considering (laughs) uh, it's 11 goals in those 50 appearances, but how many of those have been big ones? And yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a very impressive first 50 appearances for Callum
1: Connolly. I mean, that's it. I mean, I think there's there's three photos in that graphic. One's Celtic B, where I believe he got the equaliser before Martin you got the winner. Am I right in saying that? That's is right. That wrong? No. That's correct. Is that the way around? The way around. Maybe the way around. Either way, he got equaliser, a winner, against Celtic B. Huge is game. It's Cal yeah. first, it's Cal first, Is equaliser. Cal right. first, yes. Good. And then the other photo is him scoring against Fraserburgh in the playoffs. Huge goal. Great strike. And then yeah. um so i mean it feels like yesterday but sometimes so i did say my memory was terrible and then the won, is, um, penalty against Coulton B but he scored against fraserborough scored against Fraser. that's one so the, the photos i him striking the ball against Fraser as it flies in Yeah, the net. great goal great goal probably his best one for me and then his third one is him lifting the trophy on trophy day and it was him that got that lately equalizer against the Starlinshire. so the three photos ever in that graphic if you go on twitter um all came after he scored just or came right before he scored absolutely fantastic, important goals for us. Um, I I don't think uh, coming in from Penny Cook last season and just like coming off the bench quite a lot at the start, and um, like speaking to him at the end of the season, he was just kind of saying like, I'm just glad that I'm an important member of the squad. Like I've managed to work my way into such a talented team, and uh, I think that's down to his just his dedication to improving, sort of. And I uh, it would be really exciting to keep seeing him play, but they'll hit hundred soon enough yeah i mean he's
0: one of the our fitter players as well definitely so it doesn't yeah. surprise me if he ragged that up pretty quickly as you can tell from listening to our conversation we were happy with the performance i'm sure if you were at the game last night you were happy with performance and as you can imagine the gaffer was also pretty happy with the performance that's what we had to say when he spoke to cam after the game last night <laughs>
1: So Robbie, that's our debut Premier Sports Cup
2: performance in the bag. A win to show for it here at New Douglas Park. What was your thoughts on the game in, in general? I thought it was a outstanding performance from the players. Um, from the first whistle, we obviously made a number of changes. As uh, I've said before, we're kind of using the Premier Sports Cup as a bit of a pre-season because we had such a short pre-season ourselves in preparation for it. Um, but I thought, you know, it was a really good performance first half. We could have found ourselves further in front. We had another couple of opportunities um I should have maybe scored just before they scored as well uh, and then losing the goal bang on a half time you think it maybe uh, knock the stuff out of us and give them a, a lift but I thought um we regrouped and uh, put in a really solid performance in the second half I thought we had a really good shape about us um throughout the game especially second half worked incredibly hard uh, and subs coming on and contributing as well so I'm absolutely delighted with the performance and the result yeah also, we need a similar performance on Sunday, a big
1: game with Hibbs. How big an occasion is that? Not only for the players in the dressing room just now celebrating, but also
2: just for the club in general. Welcome a Premiership club like Hibbs to the Dundas Park. It's fantastic, even like tonight. Obviously, our first game, as you see in the Premier Sports Cup. Um, it's just great exposure for the football club, and obviously on, on, on Sunday as well, full house, live on the television. Um, it's just a bit of a dream sometimes how far we've actually come in that period of time. and. No, but these guys, uh, these guys deserve it, and we know it's going to be tough on on Sunday. Obviously, full time team. Um, obviously, the result last night. I'm sure they're going to. The manager's going to be looking for a reaction, so I'm expecting a, a strong and determined Hibs team on Sunday. And yeah, but we look forward to the game. It's going to be a great occasion. Fantastic, All great right. to have you back. Robert. Thanks, guys.
0: Well, as we heard, Robbie is expecting a stern test from Lee Johnson's side. And as regular listeners know, we like to get the inside track on our opponents from the other perspective. With Dean Brett still very much banned from the show, I turned to Hibs fan and podcaster Craig Leach for a chat all about our Premiership opposition in the Premier Sports Cup. Craig, thank you very much for joining me. I guess I'll start off by asking you, I mean, There's lots of sort of fresh starts for Boyle Rig Rose this season in the SPFL for the first time, but it's a bit of a clean slate for Hibs as well after a disappointing campaign last year. There's a new manager, lots of new players. I'll start off by asking you about Lee Johnson, his appointment. How did you feel about the tenure of Sean Maloney and then the sort of subsequent appointment of Lee Johnson? Because it didn't seem to sort of set the world on fire from what Hibs' opinion, from what I saw. No, it was a strange
3: one. In the beginning, to be honest, I mean, I think everybody with eyes could see that Maloney's tenure was nothing short of a disaster. Um, I was, at the time, I was one of the ones that was like, give him a summer. Mm-hmm. Like, because he'd taken over, um, you know, a team that was already sort of on a downward spiral under Jack Ross. But I think Ron Gordon taking the decision that he did was was probably, in hindsight, the right thing to do. I mean, we went through games where we just never—we weren't even getting shots on target. You know, it's not even not even shots at goal. Sorry. So, can we, mm-hmm. if you're not even getting shots, you're never going to score. And the football was just slow. It was target. It wasn't. It wasn't great. And I mean, there was no danger of us getting dragged into the relegation spots. I think it's the the, the obviously the 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 bullet for them was the Hearts game at Hamden. um, especially coming so close after getting turned over quite easily at Tynecastle the week before so it was it had to be made i mean i was i was at uh, lee johnson's first press conference uh easter road when he was the like the day or so after he was announced and i quite liked the the cut of his jib. i liked i liked what i heard i mean there was you know when when maloney got sacked there was an immediate clamor for roy Keane. roy Keane's name was mentioned almost straight away and then that died down and then it was almost from the outside looking in it was between uh, Lee Johnson and John Dale thomason and I think it's it's the same if you put an accent or you know a, a fancy sounding name onto the end of any name, you like the the exotic foreign sounding name a wee bit better than the you know the usual British sounding. Mm. Um, but no, I think he's I think he'll turn it good. I mean, he comes with a decent track record as well. I mean, I know Sunderland. I mean, we took Jack Ross for Sunderland as well, and Jack Ross ultimately done all right for us, you know, done as a turn, got us to cup finals and, and back into Europe as well, third in the mm-hmm. league for the first time in 16 years. So, I think moving forward, I mean, I know we'll talk about it a wee bit after, you know, but there's a, a complete contrast between Saturday and then Tuesday. But we've been told this could happen. We've been told, Willie Johnson, you know, for Sunderland, Bristol City fans, that one week he can go out and, Turn a team over and then struggle against somebody that you should beat easily. So, but no, I'm, I'm fully on board with that. I think he needs time. And I think with the investments that the board have made in the squad, show that they are going to give him a lot of time. Yeah, you mentioned the investment in the squad there. I don't think any team's been more signings in the Premiership
0: than Hibs so far this summer. It's been a sort of big overhaul under Lee Johnson. What have you made of the recruitment? I know it's hard to sort of know when you're just a few games in, but do you feel like the right sort of positions have been addressed or or any sort of particular players you're excited about as we head into uh, the new season?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, unfortunately, we've still got three or four of the players that we've signed awaiting work permits. So, Eli Yuan, Ger Tavares, uh, Momo Bojang's actually in Scotland now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his work permits sorted. Um, and the the new uh, Cabraja, the new left back that we've just signed, uh, No, Chabria, I think he's. I don't know what to butcher it too much, but <laughs> uh, the, out replac- as
2: the
3: season goes on. Aye, the replacement for Josh, like it's pretty much a like for like replacement for Josh Doig. So, I think the forward areas are, are, you know, we struggled with goals last season massively. So, to bring in players like, I'll, I'll t- I guess they're they're quite unproven. But then to back it up with something like Aiden McGeady as well, you know, everybody knows who, who McGeady is. And I think he can still do a turn. Maybe not in the, you know, games away at sort of Celtic Park, Ibrox, places like that. But teams that, you know, coming into Easter Road, like the Motherwell's, Kilmarnock's, St. Marin's, Ross Counties, we should be, you know, McGeady could be key in those types of games. But I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Ellie Yuan. I think the the French striker that we've signed, he's a, I watched the pre season friendlies that we've done over in Portugal. Now I know that's no barometer to how. Good or how successful the season is going to go, but he looked. We've lacked a, a striker with pace, you know, somebody willing to go on the, the shoulder of the defence, you know, the shoulder of the last man and running behind. I know we had Boyle, but Boyle was a more winger, come striker, like out and in type. Mm. But no, I think it's we've kind of went, you know, we've signed McGeady and Marshall, two proven, experienced, international caliber players. And then we've signed a host of sort of under 21, 22 foreign players alongside Nolan Kenner from Leeds, who comes with a great you know, pedigree in terms of his, his potential, the way he was rated coming up through the Leeds system. Mm-hmm. I still think we lack lacking certain midfield though, big thing. I think Tuesday night uh, really showed that that's an area that we desperately need. We need bodies in. I mean, but we've signed Ruben McAllister as well for Bristol City, so our assistant manager's son. Um who was, you know, new team, apart from teams like Newcastle, Celtic Rangers were were desperate to get him and he's chosen to come to Hibs. But that's no really for now. And I think, mm. you know, done the signings in January, like Melkerson, Hauga, um, Sylvester Jasper, they were Rocky Bushiri, they were seen as sort of, you know, potential to build up into. But it seems as if we've done that again this summer. I think we still we still lack uh a proper central midfielder and a, a proper centre-half who likes to be a centre-half. Hmm.
0: You, you spoke about the sort of contrast between the two performances so far. Hibbs, of course, two games in, Rose had their first game on Wednesday night as they beat Clyde 2-1 and Hamilton. Of course, that was Hibbs' first game as well. It was a 5-0 win, five goals in the first half. What were your thoughts of of that game, the first competitive performance under Lee Johnson? Did that get you excited and perhaps raise expectations heading
3: into this League Cup campaign? I think so. I mean, you always like to see your team scoring goals. I mean, it's, you know, not to come across as arrogant, but Hibs at home to Clyde, you're expecting a win. And you're Mm -hmm. expecting a somewhat comfortable win. We know that games against lower league opposition isn't always going to be easy. That's the, you know, that's the beauty of the Cup. You get results that, um, you know, I mean, you look at all the the teams that have been on the fairy tale runs in the cup. You know, Bonaric had theirs with uh, uh, Dundee. Was it away to Dundee last? Away to Dundee before. Uh, season before um, last. Very, very close. to, yeah. to and even to even Dundee. the season that uh, obviously we played at Ten Castle as well. Mm-hmm. You know, that's those. That's what cup competitions are all about. And while you expect it to be comfortable, I think the first half against Clyde was probably too comfortable. I mean, we we literally blew them away. And then it was all, you know, if, contrast if you'd looked at the game from half time and thought it was just starting, you would never have known that the team that was 5-0 up was 5-0 up. Mm-hmm. So you you need to temper the, the the opposition that you're playing. But, you know, when you see your team going forward, pressing, attacking at will, you'd like to think that they'll be able to transfer that when the when the sort of difficulty of opposition steps up. Um, and then, obviously, subsequently on Tuesday night, that that didn't happen at all. If anything, it was the complete opposite. What was the difference in, in that game? What from those two performances? Why was Tuesday night so significantly worse, and ultimately ended in defeat as well? I mean, they just for the start, they just didn't. For the start, it just seemed like they didn't want it. They didn't, you know. You hear about, oh, they wanted it more than us. Then, um, but the, to me, Hibbs just didn't want it at all for the first whistle. I mean, the, when you look at the team lineups, I would almost argue that the lineup that played against Falkirk should have played against Clyde and, you know, vice versa, the team that played against Clyde should have played against Falkirk. Um, with, you know, we had the Browse game and Bushiri at the back, so as your as your back three almost between the between full backs and that just didn't work, they looked nervy. Um, Lewis Miller seems like he's still getting up to speed and the midfield three of Campbell, Doyle, Hayes and Newell were just there's just no attacking intent in that that three whatsoever, and I mean, Newell came out after the game and his post-match interview with Hibs TV and no all and said we didn't come out with the right frame of mind. Now, I'm sorry, but that's that's not good enough. The only the only sort of the only positive that I can take from it is that Lee Johnson's seeing that now, two weeks before the league campaign starts, rather than seeing it. You know, on the twenty fourth of August, when we've got a week left until the window closes, and the team that he thinks are going to get us through the season are actually miles off it. Where he's seen from Wednesday Tuesday night that they were miles off it, and they were. I mean, I was there, and it was just it was just awful. It was just terrible against a team as well that are still a bogey team for us, despite mulling about in League One for as long as they have.
0: Yeah, I mean, the big win for Falkirk, of course, they have.
3: Hopes this season
0: of, of finally getting out League One after, um, like you said, being there for a, a long time and um, that'll be a boost to their campaign. Definitely they now sit top of the table. Um, so let's look ahead to Sunday's game then. How do you feel going into it? Because, like you said, it's the magic of the Cup. It's two teams from completely different worlds almost coming up against each other. Um, and you'd sort of think that there's nothing to lose for Boy Reg Rose, that they'll go out and try and make a good account of themselves. And the pressure is on Hibs, especially after losing that game on Tuesday. If they don't pick up a result here, their Cup campaign is starting to look very shaky
3: indeed. No, it is. I think, I mean, Falkirk have got five points already. We've got three. Uh, Reg will now be on three as well with a win. So... No, I think the the pressure is the pressure is completely on Hibs, and as it should be. Like you say, we're coming for two completely different different worlds. Even though you're probably lucky if what ten miles mm-hmm. separates us. Yeah. Um. You know, I think that it's it's hard not to be charmed by stories like Bonnie Riggs, like you know Edinburgh, uh, sorry FC Edinburgh as they're called mm-hmm. now. You know, making that uh, journey from. Not so much Kelly because obviously Kelly and Cove because that's more money backed. You know, like we were talking when we said before we started, you know, the guys at Bonny have been there for God knows how long. I seen a, yeah. uh, is it Hiran McGackie? I well, want to make yeah. sure I get his name right. No, Mag- okay. uh, he done a, he done a, uh, so sort of, there was, a, I think it was a minute clip on Twitter I seen a bit talking about the SPFL Trust. Yeah. And being like, you know, five or six of us even come from the area. You know, they've started with Bonnie Rig playing the fun fours, the fives, sevens, nines, elevens and all the way up to the first team. So I think it's it's hard to beat that um, and, you know, ultimately, despite the disparity in terms of finances, club size and whatever, um, you know, Bonnyrigger at home, you never want to lose on your home turf. And it's it's going to be it's going to be tough for It's going to be really tough because you find that, you know, the pitch isn't going to be perfect. It's going to be a typical um, you know one of these parks that's buried in, in amongst the the wee schemes that you see dotted about Um, you know the crowd are are, are there you know it's no you know you're not separated by astro turf a wee bit of stand if the ball goes out the ball goes right to somebody's feet mm. so it's it's going to be tough and i think hubs need to really put out a statement um and you know make sure that tuesday night was just a blip and um, i'm hoping that you know it's I wouldn't like to see Habs dish out a Scudden Um, I'd, because I think that I, I want I want to see person I want to see Bonnie to continue riding that wave and a nervy one nil one nil one will do me just fine. <laughs> um, I actually went to I went to school and played in the same school team as Mark Weir, the Bonner keeper. So even though he's a massive jambo, expose him like that <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll happily, no shabbat, I'll happily but... see him concede one happily see him concede one <laughs> yeah
0: I'm sure there'll be a few well there's plenty of hearts fans in the team who'll be right up for it but there's uh, loads of highbies as well who I'm sure will be very excited to play their boyhood club so and I think like, we're going to be excited about this game because we have an affinity a connection to uh, the, the clubs involved but I think just general fans of Scottish football if I didn't have a connection with Rose I would still see this as the tie of the round that's why it's been picked up by Premier Sports it's yeah. um, one of the biggest teams in the country against the newest team the the Um and I think it's something that the whole Scottish football will be having a, an eye on on Sunday afternoon as I'm sure you will as well I'll ask you for
3: is that going to be your prediction then That a shaky one now that you've done this I'll part. go I'll take at this, at this point in time I'll <laughs> take a I'll take a shaky one now I think it's the thing is, you you'll see probably throughout the game, you know the difference in terms of fitness levels. I think that's what's really a level at the, leveler at those types of games. It's not that, you know, the players that Hibs have got are technically more gifted, or you know, what? Of course, I suppose you could say that because they're playing at the the highest mm. level in Scotland, but it's more that the fitness levels can can the Hibs players, you know, keep. Keep the ball. Can can we keep the ball and keep it in key areas? Make Bonnerig chase us. You know, t- really try and tire them out. And then when Bonnerig start to tire, then start to maybe you know ramp the tempo up a wee bit. But no, I'll take, I'll take a nervy. I'll take a nervy one. I will but not came... a nervy one. I'll t- I'll take. I'll take a one one two nil. Easy, comfortable. <laughs> but no. But no. Uh, um. No hammering. Well, I say pressure, that now. Yeah. When, when, but when it comes to Sunday, and if we don't. If we get beat, I'd have been praying for a five, six, seven goal.
0: <laughs> well, that's our action, in do yourself to the Rose fans. So if folk uh, do want to try and find you on social media, I'm sure there'll be plenty of fans who also have a connection to Boyne Red. Where can they find you and get in touch and uh, hopefully chat a little bit about this game as well?
3: Uh, uh, Twitter, just at uh, CL0762. That's my, that's my Twitter handle.
0: There you go, and thanks very
3: much again for coming on. I would say
0: enjoy the game on Sunday, but I hope it is that nervy affair that you're trying to avoid. <laughs> and uh, hopefully it's uh, the, this um, group stage keeps going right into the final stages and we're all battling it out at, right at the end. But uh, like I said, Craig, thanks again for coming on and hopefully see you again
3: soon. No, thanks for having me, mate. Really enjoyed it.
0: So, Cam, we've got the inside track on Hibs from Craig there. Really great to hear all he had to say about a team in a sort of interesting situation at the moment after a disappointing campaign last year and they'll be sort of licking their wounds after a disappointing defeat from their perspective on Tuesday night against Falkirk um, where the Bairns emerged victorious thanks to an Aidan Nesbitt header um, how excited are you because I'm sure a lot of people listen to this um, there'll be some Hearts fans listening there'll be fans of other clubs who are just excited to see Rose play a team like Hibs, but people know who listened to the podcast before that you um, have some maroon tinted spectacles on so how do you feel about seeing the Rosie Posey going up against Hibs?
1: Um Oh it's fantastic isn't it? It's absolutely fantastic I mean the prospect to be a on it's obviously fantastic for me but from a club angle I mean it's a chance to sort of not exact revenge, but it's a chance to show how far we've come from that game, the 8-1, I think it was five years ago, wasn't it? Five and a half years we're ago. we were still a great team. Um, <laughs> just yeah. a, it just wasn't our day. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> I mean, this this was a team that had already beaten uh, second division Lumbarton and beaten uh, on the up Cove Rangers from the Highland when, like, when we say second um, division, we
0: mean championship. It's just a... It's yes. like, the leagues are confused at the time, do you know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> yes. That's a time that's of flux. So, yeah, the, the second tier, the first team in history, mm-hmm. the first non-league team to knock a... A, a, exactly. a second tier side,
1: I guess you would say, out of the yep. Scottish Cup. Sorry. And no, no, no problem. It's better to get correct. Um, I mean, five years on, and we still got, I, I think I put in the preview today um, that I've written, it'll be out soon on, on the, online and uh, in the programme. Um, I think it's seven players that featured in that game. I'll say Dean Hoskins, Johnny Brown, both just leaving. Um, yep. Seven players still feature, and I think six of them featured the other night. I think Al Horn was the only one that missed out against Clyde. Everyone else was in mm. that team. Um, including Mikey Andrews and goals, so really it's a, it's a chance for them to show how far they've come as well in the last five years, and just really give hibbs as good a game as possible. This is a chance to play a Premiership opposition at NDP, potentially one of the greatest games that could be played on that turf so far. um And just I don't think there's many words that can actually explain it. I'm sure the fact that it's a sellout crowd says everything. Really, I'm sure we could have sold it twice over. Um, it's just a fantastic achievement. Hopefully, we can get a solid performance and um and keep building on that into the last two fixtures too
0: yeah and i mean if you ever need the sort of continuity of one of those underlined i know it's different the different sizes of clubs and there's going to be a bigger turnover a, a team like hibbs that's the nature of a, a club in that sort of position where you're not the absolute biggest in the country but you're sort of just below but like you said there was seven rose players who are on the squad this season that featured in that game Um and six of them started one off the bench um, you're giving me Darren McGregor and Louis Stevenson. Darren McGregor still a how's he
1: playing? He's he has played He has not made an appearance in the two games yet. So yeah, yeah, yeah okay. well, so he's, he's, well he play? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, yeah Darren
0: McGregor and Lewis Stevenson's Stevenson are the only two um yeah. who started that game, even in the
1: squad that game. they will both the bench.
0: Uh-huh. So um, yeah, Rose will certainly be. There'll be players there who knew exactly what was going on at the time, and will yeah. be um, keen to sort of yeah give a give a better account of themselves because I'm sure they're a little bit. Um, disappointed on the day it's a massively exciting uh, game i can't i can't wait to see it and um, cam will be on commentary for it i'll be doing the stadium announcing and the uh, the tweets and the match for that sort of stuff and um there should just be loads of stuff going on of course um it's on the telly so make sure mm-hmm. to if, if you can't get a ticket it is sold out and you've done this park which we're very very excited about Um, so if you can't make it it's on premier sports it's a three o'clock kickoff and um, you can get all the live stuff there and um, because it is a sellout, just make sure you're, you're keeping an eye on the um sort of info we put out, our previews and stuff like that, because it might be a little bit different from your usual match day experience at NDP. But of course, if you've been to the, the playoff games um at the end of last season, it'll be something similar to that. So just keep an eye out for any additional information. Um, we'll be back with our Rosie Pody podcast after the Hibs game and we're looking ahead to Falkirk as well, which will be very exciting. We're gonna be more consistent this year. And I'm saying it now, before Cam and I have started fourth year university with our dissertation on our major project Um, and before we've got um, the new Amy Canovan firmly through the door, but we'll see Uh Uh, that should be soon, hopefully. So um, we're very excited about that as well. Um, Yeah. So like I said, games on the telly, keep an eye out for information if you are heading along and whether it is on the TV or back in the home comforts of NDP, we'll see you on Sunday at three o'clock as Boingwick Rose go toe-to-toe with Hibs and another huge occasion for the team, the club and the town. It's good to be back. We'll see you the weekend.